So let's get this straight here. Tim Kaine kicks off his Senate campaign. Oh, goody. I can't wait to discuss that. If you were on an elevator with Obama and Kaine, would you want them to die? A bad joke on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And an inconvenient fact. It's a book Al Gore should read. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio is the Founding Fathers intended outside the Capitol of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Friday afternoon. And it is beautiful out there. Tomorrow's going to be a bit ugly. But today, not so much. Beautiful. Temperatures enjoy going to start to drop. So get out there and enjoy these warm temperatures. These lovely skies. All right, coming up at 4 o'clock, uh, District 7 Democrat running against Brad is saying he would reverse the tax cuts immediately and then ban all guns unless you're going to a shooting range. It's strange. We'll share that with you at 4. And at 5, <laughs> at five Congressman Tom Garrett is going to join us to talk about the swamp that is this far-off land surrounded by a beltway run by kings and queens. He'll join us at 5. All that dead ahead. We're up and running here at 454-1366. One of the hot topics that Richard and I love to talk about so much is the the con that is foisted upon mankind called global warming. I just like the fact that it's a con. <laughs> I know you mankind. do. I know you do. And we, uh, we came in the studio a couple weeks ago and there was this book, a book on the desk for the Lee brothers. It was signed to uh, me, Scott Lee. And one was signed to Richard. It says, Scott, arm yourself with the facts. Greg Wrightstone. He wrote a book called inconvenient facts. He joins us right now and a on uh, 820 WNTW, 97.7 FM. Greg? Greg, thank you for the book so much. Oh, thank you. You, you are so welcome, and you're right. You can't spell inconvenient without con, so so you're right about that. <laughs> exactly, it is, exactly. It is, if you've looked at the book, it is one big con. And that's, I don't mean by that it's not happening. It is, but we're not causing it. And the Earth's not spiraling into some climate hell. We're, we're prospering because of warming temperatures and increasing CO2. Wow. And that's what I love about the book. It has a list of 60 inconvenient facts. But before we get into the book, I want to play something for you. And this is something that the Lee brothers have been... We, we were just amazed by this, this quote from Obama. And I want to play the clip and get your comments on it. Here it is. To the point where everybody's got a car... Okay, we need to start from the if beginning. All right, here we go. Raising living standards to the point where everybody's got a car and everybody's got air conditioning and everybody's got a big house, uh, well, the planet will boil over. <laughs> I like his inflection yeah, best of all. The planet will uh, boil over. Yeah, yeah. well, that's, uh, that's just incredible. It's just this inflated rhetoric that's not backed up by the facts, the science, or the data. I mean, holy cow. And if we look back in history, we find that warming temperatures have always meant uh, a prospering earth and uh, rise of technology and rise of civilization and increasing food production. And those are good things. And, and that's what we're seeing today with the earth. Well, we, uh, in your book, you, you list a, a bunch of these, I like how you put inconvenient facts and in front of them. You put really inconvenient facts, <laughs> which I thought were, were pretty, pretty good. But before we get even get into those list of facts, which are great, but are you amazed, sir, that, that someone and many, in the uh, global warming movement or the climate change movement actually thinks that there's a unique and perfect temperature for the planet. I've never understood this. I always ask these people, what should the temperature of the planet be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this was fascinating. Actually, Scott Pruitt at the EPA said something to that effect a few weeks ago. And the people that worked with me on the book, my editors there, 
they all started texting me. And they said, Pruitt's read the book. Pruitt's read the book. Well, what, what Scott Pruitt said was, how arrogant is it of us to think that we know what the ideal temperature of the Earth is? In our, and you know what? Dr. Michael Mann from Penn State, and, and when I say Dr. Michael Mann, everybody's supposed to go, boo, but he's one of the big villains with the, with the hockey stick. Right. Michael Mann responded, well, of course we know what the ideal temperature. It was the temperature of the Earth before we started adding CO2. Really? Really? You know what that would be? That would put us back in the temperatures of the Little Ice Age. And I go into the book how devastating that was. For crying out loud, half the population of Iceland perished. 600,000 people died in one year in northern France. That's not good. I mean, we had famine, pestilence, mass depopulation in the Little Ice Age. And that's what Dr. Mann thinks is the ideal temperature. Sounds like the planet was boiling over. (laughs) Holy crap. I mean, I think we've seen... Again, historically, one of the favorite parts that I liked writing about and researching was the relationship between temperature and the rise and fall of civilizations. We just saw just regularly the temperature would rise, civilizations would flourish, they boom, empires would 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 uh, establish themselves, and then it would get cold, like in the Greek Dark Ages, the Dark Ages, the Low Ice Age, civilizations and empires would collapse because they couldn't. You know, so, if you're Emperor Lee, and you, you're in the warm, and you're in a warming period. You can feed your population. So let me just get this. Let me, let me get this right. answer straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And let me get this straight then for our listeners. You're actually saying that the warming of the planet is happening, but it's a very, very good thing, and we should all embrace it. It's what happens. To, uh, we have seen that. I live in the real world. The climate alarmists live in a world of, of uh, climate models and future predictions. The climate models can't, in effect, model climate. They overpredict it. Mm-hmm. So what, what you're hearing are these bad things that are supposed to happen at some point 50 or 80 years in the future. What I've done in the book is see what's actually happening. Well, we're told about famine, forest fires, and uh, heat waves increasing due to their, these predictions. In the book, I document what's actually happening. Forest fires, droughts, and heat waves are declining. They are. And it's not just me saying that. I'm using peer-reviewed studies, studies from NASA, from NOAA, to document all this. That's inconvenient. Inconvenient fact number 46, by the way, in your book, is number of tornadoes is declining. Number of deaths from tornadoes are falling. That's fact 48. I like tornadoes. Richard likes tornadoes, so he's upset over that, but he's kind of, he's a weather kind of guy. And how about about this one? Um... Inconvenient fact 51 from your book. No significant increase in hurricane intensity due to warming. This is We're told the exact opposite, Greg. Everywhere we go, we're told the exact opposite of what your book is saying to us. Exactly. Well, even the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, which is the, the big, big dog in all this climate alarmist, even they state flatly that hurricanes, they're not saying they're declining, they're saying they're not increasing. So... That's fine with me if they're not increasing. But, you know, up until Harvey hit uh, Houston, we've gone 12 years without any that's major right. hurricane making landfall in the United States. Right. Well, that's the longest period of that in, since uh, Noah started keeping records in 1850. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. It seemed like it was uh, uh, this year was bad, but it's only bad because we've gone 12 years of extremely low hurricanes. Uh, so, yeah, and tornadoes. It turns out that 2013 had the lowest number of tornadoes uh, Noah's ever recorded. 2016 was second lowest. Right. So, you know, there's these, uh, and we also, if we look at 
extreme weather-related deaths. Uh, it's fallen 98% since the turn beginning of the 20th century. We have wow. 2% as many people dying from extreme weather-related. And also in the book, we look at temperature-related deaths. One of the largest studies... And that's the big key, right. ...looked at 74 million deaths over 14 countries, including the U.S., and their conclusion was 20 times as many people die from cold as from heat, which is completely different from what we're being told. And so it just follows that warming temperatures will save millions of lives. <laughs> right? Right. And you have, your listeners are going, what? What? I've never heard that. Right. Oh, no. Oh, it's, okay. I think most people who I, – I truly think that most people understand that most of this is political. This is all about yep. politics and, and big government and controlling your yep. lives more than it is about the facts of trying to control the environment, which, by the way, the yep. cleanest the cleanest country on the planet Earth is us. And we're the ones who make the biggest uproar about how we can control the planet. Well, we're already the cleanest. We're not going to be able to control the planet. As Marco Rubio right. said, America is not a planet. It's a country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. None of this stuff hey. matters. But it turns out in your book... That what does matter is good. It's glo- it's warming. That's great. We got greener seasons yeah. for growing, and we've got uh, less deaths because of weather. Yeah, I feel kind of like sometimes like a uh, uh, an evangelist uh, in the early days. I'm out there preaching the gospel of, of an improving climate and, and benefiting Earth. But that's a, before we get too much along. I'd like to tell your listeners uh, how they could learn more by going to inconvenientfacts.xyz. And I'm, I'm offering a, a PowerPoint to your listeners, too, if they go hit the subscribe. I'll send them a PowerPoint with 25 of the top figures in the book. Perfect. You don't have to buy the book. And the, name, and the website again, sir? Inconvenientfacts.xyz. Uh, I've got a page devoted to forest fires, a page devoted to heat and life, cold and death, in other words. Excellent. Mortality. So, so learn more. So there's, there's a, uh, it's been, we're going into the third printing of the book next week. Um, that's good. And, you know, I've already been on, you know, Tucker Carlson, if anyone out there wants to write a book, yeah. I advise you to get on Tucker Carlson. It does wonderful things for the sales. Not that the <laughs> Brothers Lee yeah. won't drive. Exactly. You're kidding me? Come on. We Brothers helped you tremendously here. Do you have a tornado yes, page? Have. He has yes, a page on tornadoes, t- yes. <clears throat> you do have a page so, on tornadoes? Uh, not on the website. He'll send you one. There's, there's a, ch- there's a chapter on it. In, in the book. Thanks, so, Greg. Uh, Always a pleasure. Right. And the book is uh, Inconvenient Facts. Thank you, sir. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let's, do, let's do it again. Go buy my book. Yes. Well, I have one. And, what, and, the, and the people listening should go buy it without, without question. Right. I want you to buy one anyway. Greg Wrightstone, uh, author of Inconvenient <laughs> Facts. And a truly Thanks. great American. All right. Your phone calls next as we talk about Scott Pruitt at the EPA and how he's under attack. 454 454 13 to 66. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW and 97.7 FM. Traffic and weather together at 15 and 45 after the hour. Here's your 97.7 FM and AM 820 WNTW traffic report. Brought to you by the good folks at Haley Buick GMC and Midlothian Turnpike. We currently have access to three chopped at Old Mill Road, Gay Avenue at Miller's Lane, 2100 block of 100 Road, North Belvedere at West Broad, North Lombardi at West Broad, I-64 at Laburnum, and Lauderdale at three chopped. Now here's your weekend forecast this afternoon and evening. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow. Cloudy with highs in the upper 40s. Scattered showers tomorrow night. 
Clouds possible. Snow flurries, maybe, with zero accumulation. Sunday, sunny skies with highs in the mid-50s. Currently 54 in Glen Allen. 52 at 97.7 FM and AM 820 WNTW, The Answer. Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. I just think it's arrogant. I think it's arrogant of the left. The audacity of the audacity of hope. To think that they can control the temperature of the planet. I've always thought this was hilarious. They control the weather. They think they can't. They've got a machine. They've got a machine that controls the weather. They do. The, the, the whole global warming con is so unbelievable to me. Why is it that socialists and communists and Democrats are all in on the global warming movement, yet the people who love freedom and liberty, love those who warming. think it's really a ruse, why Here's is there the such thing. a divide there? There is a weather machine that controls the weather. Where they screwed up, it controls the warm weather. And warm weather is what makes the planet flourish. It makes the crops grow and, and things improve. We, we do much better in a warm climate. And they well, messed up on that because, you know. <laughs> that's right. You should say it the other back, way around. Back in the 70s and 80s, it was global cooling. And they screwed up. Back then, they said, oh, why, my, my, we made a mistake. So let's go global warming. You know, global warming is more scary than global cooling. So they think. Actually, most well, people actually, don't want to be cold. Well, actually, global warming is better. It is. Well, people don't understand. It's better. And Look, now they have this giant machine with switches everywhere that they control the weather with. And when they turn it up, it gets warmer. And they're like, the crops are really growing. What did really we do that. wrong? I'm, I'm looking at you right now, and I'm wondering, Richard, do you really believe there's like this machine that they control put it to you this way star trek is a documentary exactly i knew the hell is this a joke i'm very scared of you just saying star (laughs) trek is a documentary scott pruitt is under attack by the left their crusade against the epa you You know know why the left's a bunch of klingons well okay maybe that's everybody scott pruitt is uh doesn't believe or let me just rephrase that scott pruitt believes that the epa ought to stay within the realm of why it was created and the, the, left, Thor's in. the left doesn't What's a realm like that, that? Thor's in the I room that what the, the realm that Thor is in the you realm that you use the word realm realm pertains to a planet, an area. No, it's a whole area of space where Thor thrives. You're not okay. I'm convinced. Or lo- Loki. Loki. It's Loki. 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 See, you know, I okay. even knew that. I knew I it was Loki. I mispronounced the guy's brother's name, <laughs> and yet he can whip it out. Yet I he's say, saying, I don't believe I any of this. Right. I got it but right. But his name is Loki. Okay? I've met him. He was at, a, at his convention one weekend. Yeah, very funny. Please take a break. Your phone call is next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 97.7. Loki, call in next. Call in, Loki, during the break. Call in. Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. Scott Pruitt from the Environmental Protection Agency is a fan of freedom and liberty. A truly great American. He looked at the uh, 
the emission standards that Obama put on cars and trucks for models to, to, uh, 2022 and 2025. He called them inappropriate and required revision. So he announced that they're cutting, they're getting rid of them. You can, and this could save you $7,000 a car. Scott Pruitt just saved you $7,000 a car by getting rid of the stupid regulatory miles per gallon requirement on cars, which is arbitrary and made up by a government. In a free market, we can determine that on our own. We don't need Obama to do that for us, even if you are proud of yourself, Obama. Uh, Scott Pruitt is reversing it. The left can't stand it. Scott Pruitt. Plan is going to boil over. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited that Scott Pruitt is a head of the EPA, and the left can't. They don't like it, and so they're just bringing up everything to get the guy fired. And with with all the like the bogus charge that Pruitt's travel and security costs are out of bounds, but they're lower than his predecessor. And Scott Pruitt, by the way, has a detail because his life's been threatened by the uh, the Environmental Liberation Front or whoever they are. And, there's, and his <laughs> costs are still lower. How Imagine someone threatening someone's life over the planet as if Scott Pruitt controls the temperature of the planet. This is how crazy he, the left he's is. He's not in a high enough position to have the keys to the machine yet. Uh, he doesn't, does he? Someday. All right, check us out, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. We have uh, the swamp video. You've got to see this new swamp video, and we'll talk about that at 5. Also, I for an eye, is it a good thing for democracy and freedom? All at 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers, check you directly at our page where you can see those videos and so much more that we posted that you'll enjoy, 820theanswer.com. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366. Tim Kaine has announced for sure that he's running and kicked off his campaign this week. That is is next on your phone calls 454-1366 Lee Brothers 820 WNTW and 97.7 FM Brothers showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary on AMA 20 97.7 FM. The answer. Love that one. Just after 334 in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and brother. Sitting to his left sometimes. Is far left. <laughs> Richard ah, Lee. Yeah. It's like you faded off in the distance there. <laughs> I did. All right, 454. I turned to vapor over here. 1366. 454-1366. Phone lines open for you to talk to the Lee brothers as we talk about Tim Kaine kicking off his campaign. Damn it! I like him Democrats. Oh, we're going to have to play that every time. Is that, every time? Is, that, is, is that one of those things that we just have to deal with with Tim Kaine? I, mean, I wish he's, I could introduce his speeches, you know. And you, now, would, you would like to, wouldn't you? Now, Senator of Virginia, running again for re-election. Timmy! 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 Tim Kaine has announced uh, this week that he has kicked off his campaign. He did it in Norfolk. By the way, Saturday, this tomorrow, he's got a big campaign kickoff in Charlottesville. If you want to go do that, and that should be fun. That sounds like something I would really love to do, not 
Tim Kaine is running on, according empty. to some, running on empty. I would say inc- inclusivity and diversity for the love of it. And wouldn't it, it be and, the perfect uh, th- song to open with? Running on empty by the Eagles. Isn't that the Eagle? Isn't that an Eagle song? I I don't know it, but yeah, uh, I think it might be. But now we got that would be the researchers looking into the song. Who's the name of the song? To kick off his campaign with running on empty. To remind you who Tim, but an election year every year in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we we have to remind who Tim Kaine is. Do we really? I mean, this is a guy who thought he didn't know if he was male or female on Hillary Clinton's right hand person. Is that <laughs> What if it offends? No, that's not the one either. He was their right hand person. Was it? Let's see. What, <laughs> what if it? <laughs> okay. Tim Kaine also was the guy who was giving away uh, money in the tax code, if you can remember correctly, um, because tax cuts didn't go to him in D.C. In the tax code, about one point three trillion dollars a year. We're giving that away. You see. I wonder if when he walks in his home at night, if the kids go, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. <laughs> He raises his hand like, I'm going to backhand you. Tim, Tim Kaine has brought a message of inclusivity and diversity to Norfolk this week. I don't understand why this is the campaign slogan for just about every leftist Democrat. When are we going to get to the point that inclusivity and diversity are set? We're good. Doesn't the Constitution do that? Didn't they both we have, set that up? You know, they are. They have idiot the name of both words. I mean, so it, it should be about the same. They're both itties. Excuse me? I don't know what you're saying there. Inclusivity and oh, diversity. Oh, diversity, yes. They both have itty at the, it, end, at of the end name. Inclusivity so, and diversity. Yeah, it's a, you know, itty, itty, bitty. I just don't, is the left just so itty? bent? They're itty, bitty. On dividing us? I think they're itty, bitty. Inclusivity and diversity are going to be the way it goes. He had 100 people attend a noon rally at the Academy for Discovery at the lake in Norfolk. Really? 100 people showed up? He said at the rally, Virginia, he wants a Virginia that works for all. How about all that work for Virginia? How about all of us work to make Virginia the greatest state in the nation instead of the state work? Virginia works for all. I don't know what that means. I really don't. Someone it, it who's means a, a to let supporter, everyone so- in who wants to come, whether they're... That's what it means? Illegal or not. If they're illegal, they fall into the itty... I don't know. Category. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Virginia that works for all. Has Virginia not been working for all? I don't know. If apparently, you decide apparently in his opinion it has not been. I'm just curious. What what does that mean exactly? Virginia that works for all. It's itty bitty. Bitty itty itty bitty. He highlighted priorities about jobs, health care, education, security, and equality. There's the equality word again. He said Virginians don't want a president that bashes immigrants. Yeah, they don't. Except I don't know of a president that bashes immigrants. Is there a president that's bashing immigrants? What has Trump said about immigrants? Nothing. He's talked about illegal immigration. But does he go around going, hey, you people who immigrated here legally and are U.S. citizens, does he bash them? Is this a campaign slogan only? The left, if you guys lost Donald Trump, would He would have you believe that. He would have you believe that he has bashed all of these folks. But, you know, reality is he hasn't. He, He... no, of, of, he, of course he hasn't. This is what is amazing here to me. legally, he welcomes you with open arms. Right, he's not going around bashing people who have immigrated here. He's got a problem with people coming into our country illegally. But Kane can say this. Did itty-bitty Timmy um, mention the NRA? No. 
But he did botch. How dare him? He did botch the idea. Remember, remember when he tried to tell us about how the Second Amendment is operates? And the third liar falsehood that we had to confront repeatedly from the National Rifle Association was gun safety rules violate the Second Amendment. Why are we? Uh, that is just flat out wrong. Yeah, sure. In is. fact, the Second Amendment Listen is the this. only amendment whose text even uses the word regulation. A well-regulated militia. The guy's insane. A well-regulated militia. He says it so sarcastically. Here's why are the the NRA is not dictating to us what the Second Amendment means or is or anything else. It it has no. It, it doesn't enforce it. It doesn't have rule over it. No dominion over it. I mean, the NRA is an organization, just like how you Planned say Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Except one is actually about death. That's the main difference between yeah, those two. Planned Parenthood. Right. That's the one. For Tim Kaine to run as U.S. Senator on the on the idea that the Second Amendment actually says regulated inside the text, therefore it can be regulated, is insane. But he doesn't stop with that. Tim Kaine, at his little kickoff speech in Norfolk this week for his campaign, thinks the president bashes immigrants. I guess if you can control the language and make everyone think that there's a president bashing immigrants, that people can vote and say, oh, I don't want... I don't want a president bashing immigrants, although that's not what he's doing. Tim Kaine said Americans have to confront bigotry and stand up for the vulnerable. So only Tim Kaine stand up? I don't understand that either. Where does this come? The left, the left has the biggest straw man argument ever. They are fighting a boogeyman that does not exist. Where is a group of people who are bigots with new laws that promote bigotry? Show me that party. Show me those people. Where is this vulnerable that is not being stood up for by anyone except Tim Kaine and the left? Exactly. Hillary didn't get elected, so that party doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Exactly. Tim Kaine said, quote, when they try to divide us, I stand up to them. You are the dividers. There is not a party other than Democrats who look into a room and see differences. The Democrat Party is the very party that divides us. They're the ones who look out in a crowd and say, oh, I see some black people. I see some Asians. I see women. Let's I get see... them over here behind us so, so people can... <laughs> exactly. will think they support our party. How does the left get away with this? How does Tim Kaine? They actually did that. They actually. Yes, they did. So they Obama. actually did. This is preposterous that. That, it, that the left can say, when they divide us, I stand up to them. How are the how? Someone tell me how the conservatives are dividing us. Everybody likes tax cuts. Everyone likes freedom and liberty. The left stands up. They're the ones who are dividing us. They're the ones who point out the difference in men and women. They're the ones who find a brand new gender that doesn't exist. They're the ones who are trying to divide us. Age gender? How about like seventy-two genders? They're the ones who have exist. made a bathroom divide us. They're the ones who said there are no longer men and women's bathrooms. That is dividing us. It used to be that men went, men's bathrooms and women's bathrooms meant something. The Democrats came along and said, no, that doesn't mean what it means. And they, they are the ones dividing. How does Tim Kaine get away with this? And how can he run a campaign on it? Mike from Richmond, you're on 97.7 FM and 820 WNTW, The Answer. Welcome to the program. Hey, you doing all right? Doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm all right. Uh, you know... The new law in politics, when the left or the Democrat Party, which is mostly leftists, 
accuse you of doing something wrong, you automatically know they're the ones that are doing it. That's the law of politics today. Right. Yeah. And, and another thing, they call us hateful and what have you. Who in the world can hate and be uh, uh, the Constitution? Who can hate the Declaration of Independence? The left hates it. They are the haters, not us. Well, Thank the, you for giving me the opportunity bet, to say something, and y'all have a good weekend. And another thing, we better get together and figure out what we're going to do about these schools because all is lost if we don't start uh, uh, turning things around. Exactly right, Mike. Thanks for the call, 454-1366. Mike from Richmond, a truly great American. What is uh, – he, he's, he's right because the left – Exactly right. The left is the very one who is dividing us. And then they say they're the tolerant ones. They're massively intolerant. Tim Kaine is running a campaign with a message of inclusivity, diversity, and equality. Let's break that word down. Campaign is a camp of pain coming from Timmy. (laughs) Meanwhile, meanwhile, Tim Kaine is going to be in the past why he divides us. That's that's what Tim Kaine will be. Trust me, his entire campaign this year will be about how the Republicans are racist, how they're dividing us, and how he's the great, mighty uniter. And how to say, Timmy! What a con. Your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 97.7 FM. Traffic and weather together in 15 and 45 after the hour. Here's your 97.7 FM and AM 820 WNTW traffic report. Brought to you this hour by the good folks at Haley Buick GMC on the Lothian. Stop in this weekend, test drive one of their awesome vehicles. Tell them Lee Brothers said hello. We currently have accidents at North Belvedere at West Broad, North Lombardi at West Broad, I-64 at West Laburnum, Lauderdale at Three Chop, North Davis at West Broad, North 20th at East Main, 14,000 block of Hancock Village Street. Now here's your weekend forecast. This afternoon and evening, partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, tomorrow, cloudy with highs in the upper 40s. Scattered showers, maybe some snow showers around tomorrow afternoon, but no accumulation. Sunday, sunny with highs in the mid-50s. Currently, it's 53 degrees in Richmond. 52 degrees at 97.7 FM and AM 820 WNTW. Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers on WNTW, AM 820, 97.7 FM, The Answer. We built this city. Yeah. We built this city on rock and roll. Tim Kaine built this city on diversity, inclusivity, and all the rest of the cities. Itty bitty city. (laughs) Tim Kaine. Is running a race on dividing us, not uniting us. That's just how he's doing it. Jimmy. The uh, Ellen DeGeneres show had uh, Camilla Harris on uh, this week, and uh, she had a political joke that they played, and it went over. Well, I'll let you decide how it goes over. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? All right, before we get to the answer of that, isn't that an interesting little fun Question. If you were stuck in an elevator with Attorney General Jeff Sessions or Vice Presidential uh, Vice President Mike Pence or Donald Trump, what was the final part of that again? Sessions, who would it be? 
Let's hear the whole thing again. See what if you had to be stuck in an oh. elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? So you're in the elevator with, with uh, one of those. Who would you pick to be in the elevator with? Now, I don't mind this kind of fun, goofing around, joking stuff. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, I think you could ask it of someone on the right, too, if you were stuck in an elevator with uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi or Is Chuck there another Schumer, part to this? I mean, or Barack Obama. Do you oh. have to pick a name and say why? Uh, there's probably not a follow-up because her answer is controversial. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? <laughs> Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> now, let me just say, if this was the other way around... Boy, that just showed that Ellen generous is actually the wicked witch of the witch of the west because you could hear that witchy laugh in the background no, that wasn't so bad that was pretty loud actually that was a right. witch laugh listen <laughs> that's a witch You're laugh exactly right i missed that <laughs> let it play all the way through and you'll hear it really get cranked uh, okay well, hang on does one of us have to come out alive <laughs> Wow, you're right. Hey, it's like a broom flying around the room. Which anyway? (laughs) You got a nose for a witch. Got a nose for witches. (laughs) That's a darn shame. I don't know if that's a healthy thing for you or not. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You think you just envision her stirring a cauldron somewhere? I see her in a broom flying around the room. I see her stirring a cauldron with that. Okay, so so can we get to the broom? So the actual. The actual answer to the elevator question. Sure, why not? Okay, here's I thought the you gave the actual answer. Uh, no, here's the answer. Does one of us have to come out alive? Okay. <laughs> so, so Camilla Harris walks and into your an little elevator dog too. with either Trump or Pence or Attorney General Sessions, and she asks if one of the, So, in other words, she's saying someone needs to die in that scenario. Now, I found that... Saying not, a lot of people need to die. Does one have to come out alive? Well, she's only in there with one. Remember, the question was, if you're in with one of them. Oh, that's right. Okay, so I don't have a problem. You might think. I don't the, remember boring questions. The, 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 the right or conservatives or whoever they might go crazy over this and go, that's appalling. That means she wants to. Ki-. It was a joke. I don't have a problem with joking around like this. If it was the other way around, though, this is my problem. If it was the other way around and somebody said, does one of us have to come out of alive? It was a conservative saying about being in an elevator with Obama or Biden or whoever could you was, imagine could if, you imagine the outrage from the left if it was the other way around can you say poot in a spacesuit right mean, that's what it would be like it would be unbelievably bad they would be in horrified fact, there would be calls for an apology oh yeah now and i'm not probably prosecution too right i'm not calling for camilla harris to apologize she just joke she doesn't want them dead. She made a comment, a political comment. I think the jokes, I don't think it's really that funny, really. Someone has to die. That's not really that funny. She, was kind of stupid. she thought it was funny because they all hate Republicans so bad that them dying would be hilarious, actually, in their in their world. But this was a joke. This She was goofing around. I don't have massive offense for this. What I do find interesting is just if it with tables were turned, the left can't be funny. The left can't look at something like this and say, oh, he was just joking or kidding. They can't be funny without, without writers. If Ken Cuccinelli, if Ken Cuccinelli, an attorney general here, she was an attorney general in California. If Ken Cuccinelli was asked, if you were in an elevator with Obama, with Biden, or Nancy Pelosi, he said, does one of us have to come out a lot? You know, that would have been ridiculed. Every left crazy, whacked blog, Washington Post, everybody would say, 
the, the audacity of Kim Kuchinelli. You know what I mean? This is, there's nothing wrong with this necessarily. This is just fun stuff. It's, it's sometimes joking. It's a futile attempt at fun stuff. Let's put it that way. True. Does one you. of us have to come out alive? <laughs> <laughs> That's the witch laugh. That's the best. You know, when they reach a certain level with their laughter, it automatically shifts into witch mode and they can't help it. 454-1366, 454-1366, Lee Brothers 820, WNTW 97.7 FM. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366, 454-1366. The Thank Demo- you for that. The Democrats are all excited because they think they can beat Dave Bratt in District 7 this uh, election year. And so they're uh, trying to win a seat. One of these guys, this guy's name's, uh, uh, what the heck's his name? We'll tell you when we get back from the break. But I give him some advice, some free advice for the Democrats. Transfer any funds you may have raised for this candidate to another candidate that might really win and just let this guy die on the vine because you're not going to beat Dave Pratt. Sorry, it's not going to happen. I don't know. The district is not very Republican-like, and it looks like he could have a tough race. The point is, the guy running against Dave Brad in the primary and the Democrats just called for a tax increase. Just called for a tax increase and for all your guns to be at shooting ranges only. We'll explain that next. Check us out, 820theanswer.com. 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you directly there. Your phone calls next, 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Banning the bump stock. It could put law-abiding citizens in jail. We'll expand this hour. 20% of Americans pay 87% of income taxes. Really? Is that fair? Doesn't seem like it. And District 7 Democrat calls for a tax increase and gun control. That is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the only two-headed talk show in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us. It's a lovely, lovely Friday afternoon. You might actually see a snowflake or two this weekend, but that's all you'll get to do is see it well, as it melts coming to the ground. Thank goodness. There won't be any accumulation. No kidding. It's about time we got the spring. You know, if you want warm weather, you know, like our guest last hour, drive your SUV. Let's heat this planet up. Get rid of it. It's better for everyone. A warmer planet. Go out in the morning, start that SUV. <laughs> At the end of the day, shut her down. You're despicable. I wish that had something to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. My SUV has nothing to do with the planet. My little SUV here in Virginia, nothing to do with it. All right, up and little, running here. What are you comparing it to? <laughs> 454-1366. Patriots at theleebrothers.com or Twitter, hashtag theleebrothers. Twitter. Gosh, there's a lot to say in that. All right, coming up at 5 o'clock, the swamp. New documentary out called The Swamp, and Congressman Tom Garrett is in the documentary. He joins us at 5 o'clock to discuss that. And uh, and then, of course, your phone calls, 454-1366. Trump. Trump has done some good things. In fact, the federal government has cut 21,000 jobs under President Trump. The federal behemoth, the federal leviathan, the federal government has shrunk with Trump at its helm. And... 
Trump has cut taxes, which we know to be true. Yesterday, he was on the outskirts of uh, West Virginia, actually just on the border of Virginia, West Virginia, near Greenbrier there, was talking about tax cuts. One of the ladies there wanted to thank Trump for the tax cuts. I just want to say thank you. Um, I said I wasn't going to cry. Gosh. Um, I just want to say thank you to um, you for the tax cuts. Isn't that interesting? I thought they were a tax increase. So much of the left hated this. They hated the tax increase. I mean, the tax cut. It was terrible. It's an increase, they actually told us. Somebody to the left was saying, oh, here's an opportunity. I can really wow this this voter. I'm I'm going to institute a tax increase as soon as I get elected. That's coming up. The lady's crying because... She got of a tax cut. She got to keep. She's happy. Her she got money. to keep more of her money. And here's the thing: a tax cut doesn't take money from anyone else. It lets her keep her own money. The idea of freedom works. She continued. I just want to say thank you to um, you for the tax cuts. This is a big deal for our family. Um, I think half of this audience is our family. <laughs> we really support you and. Um, this is a big deal. These tax cuts are a big deal. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for fighting for us. Thank you for caring enough to allow us the opportunity to come here. You know what's interesting about this? I just can't help but contrast it's, uh, a liberal Democrat talking to Obama about things that your neighbor paid for. You know, liberal Democrats go, thank you for my health care, which is paid for by my neighbor. This woman has come to Trump saying, thank you for letting me keep my own money. Thank you for being uh, about freedom and liberty and not going to my neighbor, taking something from them and then giving it to me. And then I can come thank you for that. That's nothing but a dictator, a tyrannical move. Trump cut taxes and this person is grateful for it. Isn't that an interesting contrast? Here's another contrast. Dan Ward. Dan Ward is running in District 7 against Dave Bratt. He had a they have a little uh, Democrat primary going on to see who could beat Dave Bratt. They're just they're foaming at the mouth. They can't wait to see what November holds for Democrats, and they're pretty sure they're going to beat Dave Bratt, which is in a huge campaign for him. It's a very tight race. The and numbers I'm, are not I'm good. Positive, they're not going to beat him. I'm not so sure. I wish I, I had your confidence. Dan uh, Ward wants to be the nominee for the Democrats. Here's what he said about taxes. Uh, and so, if, if I had my brothers, if I could change things right now, first thing I would do is repeal that tax cut. The first thing I would do is repeal the tax cut. Right now, first thing I would do is repeal that tax cut. Oh, that, so you would go to that woman and, who crying because it's a big deal for her family and say, I'm going to repeal it? On what? Dan Ward, you leftist freakazoid. Why wouldn't you let people keep their hard-earned money? Why wouldn't you go to D.C. if you want to be the next congressman from District 7? Why wouldn't you say to those in District 7, look, I'm going to go there and be frugal. I'm going to go there and use the money we have to be wise. Instead, you want to repeal the tax cut? Just for the sake of repealing the tax cut. No, nothing to back it up. No justification there. Just wants to repeal the tax cut because he can repeal the tax cut. It makes it, well, he tries to explain. Right now, first thing I would do is repeal that tax cut. Yeah. Uh, that would, would put the, you know, reinforce the Affordable Care Act. That, 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 I have that, the mandate that, come back. But the, but, but, uh, because that, that is important. And that tax billion is being already got in tax buybacks. That money needs to go into the middle class. It did. It does go to the middle class. 
Doesn't it sound like that though? He's let me explain this. Like Barack Obama did that one. No, no, no. Look, look, look that's that's Dan Ward. Dan Ward wants to be your congressman right here in the capital of the Commonwealth, District Seven. He wants to beat Dave Bratt by calling for a tax increase. Does that resonate with you? Is that what you want? You want to actually raise taxes by eliminating the tax. One of the first things he wants to do, he said. Hey, Dan. And he's very excited about it. You're right about that. You should go around and tell everyone you meet, (laughs) I'm going to raise your taxes. I'm going to take my money out of your pocket. I'm, I'm going to help you. Yeah, do that, Dan. You don't have to carry it around. I'll carry it around for you. I wonder how the left can bolster out, push out their chest and say, the first thing. Right now, first thing I would do is repeal that tax cut. I mean, who does that? What kind it's of the politician? The first thing I'm going to do is take money out of your pocket. Push their chest first out. Thing. Look, I'm a big liberal. I believe government can do better with your money than you can. I believe me, as your hopeful congressman, who will be a king and queen sitting in D.C., will spend your money better than you. I like hey, I'll feel important now. <laughs> exactly. I'd like That's to help plan out his campaign. I'd have Friday night puke outs. We all get together and we just puke and talk about taking money out of people's pockets. So the difference between a I've Dan a Friday Ward. Friday night puke out. Yeah, Dan. Dan Ward running for Democrat here in District 7 wants to raise your taxes. Contrast that again to this lady. I just want to say thank you. Um, I said I wasn't going to cry. Gosh. Um, I just want to say thank you to um, you for the tax cuts. Hmm, Dan, explain that to that constituent. And by the way, all the constituents in District 7 who got a tax cut, you, you stick with that mantra that you know better how to spend my money, because I'm in District 7, than I do. Continue to make the case as well, a huge, big liberal Democrat. Money better than you. Do, <laughs> well, that's true. Well, that's, that's a totally just, different story, I'm, though. Because I'm your big brother. Yeah, but you can't. But you see, need to give me some. <laughs> but the difference is, Richard. Maybe a tax increase in here tonight. Exactly. <laughs> next Thank commercial God you break. You don't have the power of the federal government. All right, your phone calls Feel next. The power. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty WNTW ninety seven point seven. Here comes the Lee Brother tax. Traffic and weather plus taxes together at 15 to 45 after the hour. This is your 97.7 FM and AM820 WNTW traffic report. Brought to you by the good folks at Haley Buick, GMC, and Midlothian Turnpike. Stop it this weekend, test drive your awesome new car. Get that Lee Brother bumper sticker. It'll look great on the back. We currently have accidents at 64 westbound at Staples Mill Road exit. Smith Street at West Marshall, Columbia at Street at South Chesterman Avenue, 2500 block of Williamsburg Road. Now here's your weekend forecast. This afternoon and evening, partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, cloud cloudy with highs in the upper 40s. Scattered showers, some snow showers, but they're not going to hit the ground probably. They're going to melt before they do anything. No accumulation. Sunday, sunny skies, highs in the mid 50s. Currently, it's 54 degrees in Glen Allen. Scott and Richard Lee. The Circus Clowns of Talk Radio on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. Run. Run on raising taxes. No, do it. District 7 will be a huge contest this November. David Bratt will have a contender. He will have a uh, 
uh, someone to fight dramatically. Dan Ward wants to be that person to take on Dave Bratt. He said this week at a uh, at a, a little roundtable debate inside the Democrat primary this. Uh, and so if, if I had my brothers, if I could change things right now, first thing I would do is repeal that tax cut. He was going to repeal the tax cut. So, you know, here here's on a positive note. We have this guy is an honest liberal Democrat liberal. Sure. And he's going to hopefully continue to be honest and tell people how he's going to gouge their eyes out going forward. I mean, just <laughs> it's interesting. Is you there, know this guy's going to shoot straight from the hip, maybe. Good. I hope so. And I'm glad, proud of you, Dan. Dan Ward, um, who wants to be the Democrat nominee in District Seven, will have people vote for him because of this. There will be people who say, "Good," because the rich should pay for more, is what they would say. However, it turns out the rich are paying more. The top twenty percent of Americans will pay eighty-seven percent of the income taxes. You have a problem with this. Well, I'm just telling you the facts. Let me explain the problem. What if I have a problem with it. the facts are this. The top 20% pay 87% of the income tax. Any liberal who looks at this, who hates the rich, should applaud that. Every liberal ought to go, phenomenal. The top 20% are paying 87%. Is that a not enough, Dan Ward? How much more should they pay? I would love to know. Another 30%. How much more should the top 20% of Americans pay in taxes? Under Trump's tax plan, they are paying 87%. The top 20% are paying 87% of the income taxes. Something Now, that is, to me, that's not right, but that's the facts. The left wants more. 454-1366, 454-1366. John from North Chesterfield, you're on FM 97.7 and AMA 20 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Buenos tardes, hermanos Lee. Rich, good to hear your voice on the radio. Thanks. Been praying for you, brother. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. I'm a little, little peak at the day, a little weak today, but most days I'm uh, just doing just fine. I'm recuperating. Heck, man, you're sitting here. You look phenomenal. Man. Yeah, I'm here. It's awesome. I, I'm glad to have you back, really. I heard you last week and was uh, kicking some emails in. A uh, couple of things. Uh, I'm calling more about the firearms because you had said something about uh, somebody is going to try and put something through in Virginia about uh, guns just going to ranges and back. They do that in New Jersey. Believe it or not, I had a friend friend of mine, a lifetime NRA guy, I mean, a really spooky dude to begin with, right, uh, <laughs> said that in New Jersey, if you're driving, you can only take your weapons from your house to the range you're going to, and say you decide to do a quick detour to go drop and go grab a cup of coffee at a diner or a 7-Eleven or something, and it's a couple of blocks off the most expedient route to that range, you can be arrested. It's great freedom. That's in this. law in New Jersey. Unbelievable. That's the same type of bull crap they're going to try and put through here. That's crazy. Well, they're going to try to do that national too. That's I mean, that's crazy. Now, oh, now you're absolutely. referencing John. You're referencing Dan Ward, which we haven't even got to. Dan Ward was talking about tax cuts, but he he mentions this. This is what Dan Ward wants to do if he becomes congressman in District Seven. He wants to do that nationally. Also, we're going to play that after we have Philip Van Cleve at the bottom of the hour. You'll hear the entire clip. But you're right. That's insane. That's insanity. And and here's when you were playing uh, uh, Dan Ward talking about taxation. How did he, he said something to the effect of 
these tax cuts are hurting, you know, the middle class in themselves. So we we can't help the middle class if we if we don't have if we don't raise taxes. The middle <laughs> class is the ones getting their own money. How is it going to help them? I mean, you're going to take the money from them. You're going to filter it through Washington, and then you're going to send back what percentage to them? Maybe pittance. pittance. This is the mentality, yeah. though, John. Thanks so much. But this is the mentality. This is exactly how the left thinks. They truly believe that they can spend the money better than you, or worse than that. They believe if you keep the money, then they can't spend it on other things to get more voters. And Dan Warden, make no mistake, is just like all the leftists ever who have run for Connors to think that they know better than you. Dan Ward will or will not, I have no idea, will he win the primary and the Democrats to be the nominee in District 7, but he thinks no differently than the other two women running. The other two women. The other women. There's two women Tim, running. Dan's the man, I suppose. Tim, has got you all confused. He, he does, completely. So, is this a winning case for the left? The Democrats are going to run on tax increases in the District 7? Good uh, luck. I hope so. I, I hope, I, I I hope, hope so, does. because that would be an honest race. They would truly be telling people what they were honestly going to do. Then people can see the contrast people between a Dave see. Bratt and a Dan Ward or whatever leftist wins the District 7 Democrat What they should primary. do is say, okay, they should line everybody up. Say, put this much money in that pocket, this much money in that pocket, and now count your two pockets. The one with the more is what you have with Dave Bratt. The one with the fewer, with the fewer coins... How did pockets come in? Keep your hands out of my pocket. I don't Shut the pocket. Okay. Already. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty W N T W and ninety seven point seven FM. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM eight twenty ninety seven point seven FM. The answer. Used to think that tax cuts were a winning issue. I really believe that most of America now, a lot of America, has been convinced that tax cuts are bad, that keeping your money is bad, that we have faith and confidence in government to spend it better. People believe believe it's the garbage that they hear. You I, know, the, the tax cuts are taking money from our children. Or... It's taking money from this. It's taking money from that. And it's, it's such a small amount of money. You don't get any of that back. You don't get any of the... Or that we've been told that tax cuts are for the wealthy and that you should despise exactly. the wealthy so bad that you don't want them to keep more of their money. So yeah. you're, you're, you're programmed on the left to think tax cuts are evil and bad. It's insane. I've never, I don't know where the hatred for the left, the hatred for freedom, the hatred for you keeping more of your property and money came from. I guess the left has done such a great job of constant stirring the emotion. Bombardment. The constant bombardment. Exactly. Constant propaganda and bombardment. I mean, if you, you didn't build air, that company, you know, they're, exactly, they're not talking exactly. to the person in that crowd. You didn't build that. They might be if talking you got a business, that, you didn't build that. You're not talking to one person in that crowd. You're talking to that crowd, and maybe one person is offended. The majority of the crowd is like, you know what? They're right. They didn't work so hard. That's right. And I'm, I, I, I want to. right. That's why it scares me when the left talks about tax increases, because I think a lot of America is comfortable with a fake utopia promised by a politician if they just had enough money from their neighbor. And a lot of people go, well, I'm okay. As long as they don't tax me, go get the rich guy. Right. It's unbelievable. Exactly. We've lost the ability to see freedom and liberty. And it's, you know, it's 
All right. Tomfoolery, Speak- trickery. Speaking of uh, freedom and liberty, imagine the it's bump a magic stock. magic show. The bump stock is being banned by by fiat, not without legislation. Philip Van Cleve is going to join us and talk about how it could impact the law-abiding citizens. Your phone calls next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 97.7 FM. Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW. 434 in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and brother, sitting to my left. Sometimes his far left. Sometimes my far left yeah. is Richard oh, yeah. Lee. The only two-headed talk show. I'm way over here. Alive on the planet Earth. The and only well, two-headed talk show on Earth. I don't Earth. know about that. That's quite the statement. I'm okay with it, though. Yeah, I'm okay with it, too. The bump stock rule. There's a bump stock rule. Most people don't even know what a bump stock is. Now there's a rule, and it's been written, and it states this is a true ban on these things. Let's in other break words, that word down. Bump stock. You're out of bullets, so what do you do? You bump the guy in the head with the stock. You're so wrong. I'm that's wrong. not that's okay. not what it is at all. But anyway, they classify them now as machine guns, which they would mean, have believed it. Which means if this actually goes through, then you would have to destroy a piece of your property or go to jail for ten years. Helping us to decipher this in more detail is the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League, Philip Van Cleve. Philip Van Cleve, welcome to the program. Hey guys. Hey, how are you? I'm good. All right, Philip. Let's uh, let's talk about this bump stock rule. This is not a law from Congress, is it? Mm. Uh, no, this is a uh, re- proposed regulation uh, that's going to be done uh, without Congress uh, doing anything. And what it means is, if they get their way here, they will classify a piece of plastic as a as a machine gun. And what that means is, if you own one, you paid money for it. And it no longer becomes your property at the point of this new mandate. It must be turned in. Is that not correct? Yeah. And by the way, the government twice uh, said these things are fine to own. No problem. So the government endorsed it twice saying these are fine. They went out of their way. They were asked and they answered. Yes, these are legal. So people that bought these based upon the government telling them that these are okay, are now in a position to either have to turn them in, if this regulation, which isn't in place yet, it's still in the comment stage, but they're going to probably push it through no matter what people say, I imagine, but we'll see. Uh, You'll either have to turn it in or destroy it. Why do you think the government changed their mind? uh, That was political pressure. I believe that the first two rulings that said they were legal were exactly correct. It doesn't change how the gun functions. Every single time the trigger is pulled, it fires one shot. And every time it's your finger that's pulling the trigger. And they're, they're trying to play uh, various games with that, trying to find some way to make it seem like this is a legitimate ban. And it really makes them look stupid because clearly, well, the things they're describing, the way they're trying, the excuses they're using don't make any rational sense. So I try to think about what a normal citizen would think. Let's say someone's listening, well, okay, well, a bump stock. People don't know what a bump, bump exactly. stock is. Explain what a bump stock does for folks, I don't know, like Scott. I know okay, one. Well, I own one. 
well, what a bump stock does is it simply uses the recoil of the gun to uh, pull the trigger away from your finger and let it reset. And then you push forward on the gun during recoil. And then as soon as the recoil is over, while you're pushing forward, your finger comes in contact with the trigger again and pulls it. And so in essence, it's, it's uh, helping you pull the trigger faster. But it's, it's the, the gun still functions the same. One shot per trigger pull, it's just that you're able to pull it a little bit faster. But it's nowhere near as fast as a machine gun. Uh, if it were a machine gun, you should be able to just hold this bump stock in one hand and pull the trigger while you're holding it with one hand, and it should sit there and just keep firing while you're holding the trigger. It doesn't do that. Well, what's uh, interesting that is what's interesting is you can have you can actually bump stock a gun without a bump stock. You actually yeah, yourself, Philip, did it on a video. You showed how you, if you hold your finger straight and push the gun forward, it does the exact same thing as a bump stock. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All, you, all the trick to it is you don't hold, I'm going to talk about a right-handed shooter. So if you're left-handed, reverse everything. All you do is you hold the gun with your left hand, like you normally would the rifle and your right hand, you don't grip the gun with your right hand. That's different. Forget that you got a pistol grip on it. You don't grip it. You simply straighten out your index finger and then you push forward with your left hand that starts the sequence going. Your, your finger hits the trigger, the gun fires, it comes back naturally under recoil, but you're keeping the pushing forward. So the instant the recoil's over, you're immediately pulling forward uh, again. So they should ban uh, your finger. It, it's the finger. <laughs> you should you ban know? your finger. <laughs> so what's the purpose of a bump stock? I mean, to gun down a herd of deer? I mean, or... It's just, it's just fun. It's just... Uh, it's and, just and for fun. A couple, there's three things. It's, it's fun to shoot something like that. It's something we're basically denied because getting a machine gun costs $20,000 is a limited number and so forth and so on. It takes a year to get the paperwork. Uh, so it's fun to do. Number two, you can plink with it. Again, that's part of the fun thing. You can put something on a berm and, 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 and uh, right. shoot that way. Right. Number three, some people that are handicapped, actually it's the only way that they're using that type of a mechanism allows them to fire the gun where they wouldn't be able to due to their handicap. So it's also got that as well. So let's talk about the ramifications of this if it actually goes through. Because a bump stock is a piece of plastic. That's all it is. It connects to the gun. What does it and, sell for? Well, they're out in the market right now for up towards a $150 to $400. I've seen them all over the place. But let's say a guy buys one for $100. It's his property. The government has let him do that. Now the government's going to say it is uh, a machine gun. Therefore, it is banned. And they are asking you, if it happens, Philip Van Cleve, that you must turn in this piece of plastic. Wouldn't it be like a radar detector? I mean, you can you can own a radar detector in the state of Virginia. You just can't use it. No, you, no. you won't even be allowed to own it. That's right. It's like uh, a machine gun. The, yeah, they consider it a machine gun. You know, again, the laws can make your head explode with the ignorance, stupidity, and twist that they put into it. This there goes is Scott's. example. You know, since when is a piece of plastic that's an inanimate, basically, a machine gun? Like Scott's head. Yeah. <laughs> an inanimate piece of plastic. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so you, so you own this. And you've got to realize, they, if you own this piece of plastic after the date, if they make this a rule in there, you can be fined $10,000 and spend 10 years in prison. Now, see, this, well, this is what is I want to I want to put focus on this because imagine if they called for a, a universal registry of firearms across the country and they made a ban like this. This is why this is scary stuff. I don't think it's not really about the bump stock. It's about what government can do once it starts doing these regulations. It's the first step. It's the first step. Making exactly. you get rid of something 
You know, they, they want to make everyone get rid of their guns. This is a first step towards towards making people get rid of something. Philip, you agree? Oh, absolutely. The, uh, what, what's, uh, the next step will be, well, darn, you know, uh, you can, turns out you can fire these things without this bump stock. So now we're going to have to get rid of semi-automatic uh, firearms. And uh, it, it'll just keep going. And then yeah. it's like, well, geez, you know, a revolver works. It, it's not semi-automatic, but you pull the trigger, it goes bang, just like a semi-automatic. So we need to get rid of revolvers. Um, this is scary stuff. I mean, people need to understand is. how this is how a government can say these things without without legislation. They can come in and say, now this piece of plastic, you are a felon. You have $10,000 fine or you go to prison for a bump stock. And it's never been legislated. No congressman can pass it. It's just unbelievable. Before we let you go, let me get your comments on this Fairfax County Board of Supervisors that prohibit the transportation of loaded shotguns or loaded rifles into Virginia law. What, what's your take on that? Oh, it's just politics. The very people, the very legislators that are, that are telling uh, Fairfax and Prince William counties that they should put this ordinance on the books are the ones that have pretty much a zero uh, pro-gun voting score. These people hate guns. They're all legislators from Northern Virginia. They all vote against anything positive. Yeah, but there's other counties that have done this, right, in Virginia. Some have done it, yeah. But really, there's there's, it's basically geared around hunting. And there's not a whole lot of hunting left in Fairfax County. (laughs) Uh, And and, and, and Prince William, that's why it was put in there. This is basically going to say, let's abuse that, and let's just take away the right to have a loaded long gun. This is long guns only, though. Handguns are not affected by this. That's because it's right. Yep, exactly. Long guns are still, this law does allow long guns to, to not be loaded. And what's the difference? I mean, they haven't had a problem. I know. And here's the thing. I think they're looking for one. They're looking for a problem to legislate against when why why would you ban loaded long run guns when you can walk in with a firearm on your hip that's loaded? I mean, what's that makes no sense. There's no there's no looking for logic and gun control. (laughs) Sorry. What's wrong with me? Yeah, you're not going to find Excuse me, I, I, like I, I, I said, failed there for a second. I began to think it through, and I was like, Plastic Wait. inanimate object, like I said. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, Philip, you've been a, you, you're always an expert on this, and I, and I appreciate your update. And by the way, the re, this is how I found out about it, is through your vcdl.org update on this bump stock. And I've been, I've been reading this thing over and over since I got your update. I just can't believe the government can do this without legislation and the ramifications of this are so large that people don't even understand. They're like, oh, good, I don't want bump stocks anyway. You better be careful here. The government can take a law-abiding citizen and turn them to a criminal in a second. Just the beginning. This is how it always happens. It's an inch at a time. They don't go for the whole nine yards. And so it's, it's that old thing about, you know, when they came to, for, you know, this, this person, I didn't say anything. They came for another. And finally, when they came for me, there was nobody to speak for me either. Right. This is exactly the same thing. You look at it and go, well, I don't have one of those. Well, who are you to say that somebody else shouldn't have it anyway? Exactly. Now, this is America. And by the way, even if you ban them, even if you ban them, the bad guys aren't going to turn them in because they're bad guys. They're called a criminal. All right. Again, you don't need one. You can do the same thing with your bare hands. So it's... uh, it's all it's all stupid. All right, let me uh, direct our listeners to vcdl.org. Get uh, highlights like we get. Philip, good to talk to you. Thanks, sir. 
Okay, thanks. Thanks, Phil. You bet. He's a president of Virginia Citizens Defense League, Philip Van Cleve. Truly a great American. All right, coming up, Dan Ward on guns. He thinks he ought to be only in shooting ranges. We'll play that clip for you next. And your phone calls, 454-1366-454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 97.7 FM. Traffic and weather together at 15 and 45 after the hour. Here's your 97.7 FM and 820 WNTW traffic report brought to you this hour by the good folks at Haley Buick GMC and Midlothian. Stopping this weekend. Pick out your new car and slap that Lee Brother bumper sticker on the back. It'll look good there. Currently, we have accidents 64 westbound to Staples Mill, Smith Street at West Marshall, Columbia Street at Chesterman Avenue and the 2500 block of Williamsburg Road. Now here's your weekend forecast. This afternoon and evening, partly cloudy skies, cold overnight. Tomorrow, cloudy skies with highs in the upper 40s, scattered showers, maybe some snow flurries. Zero accumulation. Sunday, sunny skies with highs in the mid to upper 50s. Currently, it's 53 degrees in Richmond, 52 degrees at 97.7 FM and AM 820. WNTW, the answer. version of the Federalist Papers without all that reading. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM 820 97.7 FM <laughs> I find it amazing that the government can just immediately make something illegal and then the law-abiding citizen who owns one all of a sudden is a felon. All of a sudden he's has a $10,000 fine is going to jail if he doesn't turn it in. That's just un-American. That, that's where they're going to find a glitch. They can't do that. They uh, they can, and I guess I bet they do. Dan Ward, we'll uh, who is the guy who supported a tax increase running for District 7 Congress uh, in the Democrat primary, that is, he, he said something about guns. He continued. After he talked about the tax cuts and how he wants to change them to tax increases, here's what he said about guns. Guns. We got to do something about the guns. <laughs> I love That's that. That's what he said. I guns. We got to do, do something about the guns. guns. Such... Now, where's those donuts? <laughs> guns. <laughs> we got to do something about the guns. Got to. Got to do something. I love the generic statement Ooh. of the left. Ooh. 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 Got to do something about guns. Guns. Should Ooh. we listen to the rest of it, Ooh. or is that all we need gotta to do? Got to do something about those guns. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Here's the whole thing. Damn it. Guns. We got to do something about the guns. It's time for the NRA to stop running our Second Amendment uh, legislative efforts. Uh, they have led us into a disaster. The NRA has led the us NRA into a disaster? has led us. You know what? Planned Parenthood has led us into uh, more of a disaster uh, than true. the NRA. How come I mean, yeah. where can you get off saying that? What a boogeyman. I didn't man. know we answered to the NRA. If I'd known that, I would have been lobbying them for a tax decrease. <laughs> NRA is the boogeyman to the left. I mean, you just say it and go. Ooh. Well, no, it's it's not it's not to the left. It's the, what they use the, to the audience that's out there, the the brickhead fence posts that are right. out in the audience going, going ooh ooh, <laughs> NRA ooh ooh. This is uh, again. This is Dan Ward. He's running the Democrat primary to beat. Uh, David Bratt for Congress here in District 7. Stop running our Second Amendment uh, legislative efforts. Uh, they have led us into a disaster. We need to, first off, universal background checks, assault weapons ban, and if you already have an assault weapon... All right, here you go. Assault weapons ban. If you already have an assault weapon, what are you going to do, Dan Ward? What are you going to do? If you already have an assault weapon, that what that weapon needs to be going to at the range, just like I did in the Marine Corps. 
you, you can keep it at the range. And so that way you can enjoy it. If you already got it, you can go to the range, you can check it out, you can shoot and have a good time with it, you clean it, you check it back in, and you go home. So how is it even yours? So you, ha- I do that now. I don't. I, it's called renting a gun. You That's go to a the huge range. investment to have sitting at a range. What happens when somebody breaks in and steals <laughs> all of the assault weapons because some idiot somewhere put them all in one place? Well, first of all, Dan Ward doesn't even know what an assault weapon is. What's the name of that really nasty street gang? MS Thirteen. Yeah. What happens when they break in and steal all of the assault weapons because what's an Some weapon? idiot put five hundred of them. In one spot for them to come and get them. Dan Ward thinks if you have an assault weapon, however that is, whatever that means to the liberals, I don't know. I probably have an assault weapon in my home based upon their definition, but I should leave it at the gun range, Dan. And and by the way, I own an assault weapon. I own a weapon for my own safety, not to protect the shooting range. They tell me I, I look at things so negatively. You look at things so negatively. You look at things that could happen. Yeah, because someone's got to look at things that could happen. That's why I carry a firearm I on mean, my head. you put 500 assault weapons in one spot, and MS-13 decides their demand for assault weapons, oh, by the way, just went to 500. They've got a place to go get them. It's, it's the most absurd thing I've ever heard a politician say. If you want an assault weapon, you already have one. Well, guess what? You're going to have to turn it into the shooting range, and when you go there, you got to leave it there. You can shoot it. But you just got to leave it there. Which, by the way, I own a gun, not so much because I like to shoot it, although I do, but I own a gun for protection. And I can't protect myself if my gun, Dan Ward, you bonehead leftist puke running the District 7, is at the shooting range. They're going to give you... They're going to give you what essentially amounts to one of their brains, a bag of rocks to go home with. Right. So you can throw that at people in case they try to attack me. Now, I'm sure Dan Ward has won someone over with this this analogy. Oh, oh, he's he's won over the bobbleheads because they're like, he'll make us safe. He'll make America safe again. So, Dan. What? Dan Ward. Here, just a question for you. District 7 Democrat primary trying to beat Dave Bratt. Do you think the bad guys are going to take your new little law in place and go, dang it, I got to take my assault gun, whatever that is, and yeah. drop it off at the shooting range? Crap. Meanwhile, all the, the law abiding doing visitation of my assault weapon. <laughs> We've got some robberies planned and some drive bys, so I need to check it out. I'll have it back Monday by noon. Oh, okay. Guns. Oh, okay, MS 13 member. Who's guns. going to say no to we that guy? We got to do something about the guns. Yes, we do, Dan. Who's going to say no to that guy? Let's do something about the Democrat I'm a liberals. member of MS-13. You're going to tell me I can't get my gun? <laughs> All right, your uh, phone call's next. No, sir. We're just going to limit you to 28 cases of ammo. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 97.7 FM. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers at 454-1366. 454-1366. At 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com, click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to the swamp. Now, you need to see what the swamp is. It's a kind of a documentary on what's going on in Washington, D.C. And coming up in the program, we're going to interview Congressman Tom Garrett, who was inside the documentary talking about the swamp. We'll get his full take on it coming up in the radio program. And you can see an eye for an eye is one of the greatest... Um, well, you check it out. 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. And uh, do you really own property in the United States of America? 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. It takes you directly to our page. All right, coming up, your phone calls, 454-1366, 454-1366. And Congressman Tom Garrett, all next with the Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 97.7 FM.
We've been using this theme song for how many years? 12? 16. 16. Not quite. Yeah. No, we didn't always have this. We didn't start out with this theme song initially. We had something completely different. This has been on about 10, 12 years, maybe. 12 then. Eh, whatever. The 13. Sw- the Swamp. 13. <laughs> the Swamp. What is it? Congressman Tom Garrett will tell us this hour. Christian privilege. You need to turn it in. George, George Washington University says it's no good. Whatever that means. Elementary school students protest the national anthem in a baseball game. That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio, as the founding fathers intended. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this lovely Friday afternoon. It's absolutely beautiful out there. Temperature's going to continue to drop through the night. Clouds coming in. We're going to get some precipitation tomorrow, possibly some snow, but it will not stick. That's my prediction. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did that all on your own. The prediction. Here's Mr. Know-it-all. <laughs> That's perfect. Wow. That is perfect. Where did that come That's from? That's phenomenal. Not that I had anything to That's do with that. That's what Scott said That's when phenomenal. I stomped on his foot. <laughs> That's an actual recording. <laughs> oh, very funny. A long time. I just about had enough of you. That, that, exactly. exactly. All right, we're up and running here. 454-1366 on this Friday afternoon just after 5 o'clock outside the Capitol of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Lee Brothers, 454-1366. Phone lines are open. We'll stack them and pack them, whatever you want to talk about, 454-1366. Yesterday I drove up to Washington, D.C. to see the Nationals play baseball in their opening game for the year. It was like sub It was like 48 degrees. I was freezing the entire game. It was so cold. Poor baby. Of I went and ate a nice, big, nasty cheeseburger. Oh, where it was warm. Oh, I had a cheesesteak. I had a pizza. I had a big, a cold, nasty double beverage. cheeseburger. Must have weighed seven pounds. <laughs> that's great. You're I perfect. was working out, lifting it. Lifting it. Isn't that phenomenal? Those are, yep. That's what we we eat. We eat like we do. So I'm at the game, and uh, they roll out the uh, the flags for the big opening ceremony. They got the flags. They got people singing. and I, There must have been, I don't know, 60,000 people there. And it took, it took me an hour and maybe an hour and Almost two hours to get there and almost three and a half to get back. Don't you love poor, DC traffic? Poor baby. It's freaking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Stupid. You want some cheese to go with I'm, that? I'm wine? just, I'm not whining. I'm making a statement. It's a, just a observation of a fact, and you can't leave me and let me do that. We got multiple types of cheese over here. All right. You're, you're a riot, dude. You crack me no up. No game. It's I'm hilarious. I'm serious. It's so, so funny. So um, I'm standing there with, you know, you take your hat off, everyone stand, hat off. National anthem, phenomenal. Actually, it gets you goosebumps when you look around. You see all these people who are honoring America, all of them on a baseball field, celebrating America's pastime, which is baseball, Major League Baseball. It's a baseball, of, apple pie, and, and motherhood. And it's unbelievable. Mom wasn't there. No, of and course you didn't not. have any apple pie with you, but, so but you could you still had, celebrate. You had like well, a third I didn't, I didn't have of the national pie. pastime going on. Well, it's the About national pastime. I think they might have changed the apple pie for a cheeseburger and the and a beer. I went down to Hot mom's dog. and I was having pie uh-huh. hanging with mom. Uh-huh. So I, I was mean, having two thirds of national pastime. So I'm enjoying that. Can I get back to this? I'm enjoying the opening ceremonies in the You're national. You're enjoying anthem. it. Nobody else is. No, there were yeah, sixty thousand people enjoying it, it. Yeah, and I guarantee I'm you, they all sad, strange. There were sixty thousand. <laughs> there were sixty thousand people listening to this show when you started telling us about it. About six people now. Uh, you yeah. That was, but anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're all dying to hear more. The Major League Baseball national anthem <laughs> was phenomenal because there were everybody Wake was up, standing Mark. up, Wake and, up. And, and watching, and it was great. It was it was good. It makes you feel bit. And then you then you find out that at another Major League Baseball game this past weekend in Seattle, 
two members of an elementary school choir who were singing the national anthem took a knee during their performance. An elementary school choir took a knee while they were singing? Some students from the Seattle, Seattle's Mount View Elementary School performed the national anthem before the Seattle Mariners-Cleveland Indians baseball game. They were singing it on a knee. Is two that what you're them, saying? I, yes, I'm trying to tell you that. Yes, two. You're not being clear. I'm being crystal clear. No, you're not. That, there's people are out there scratching their heads saying, <laughs> honey, 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 what's he trying <laughs> to say? <laughs> well, I don't know what he's trying to say. He's not making any sense. <laughs> Elementary school students who were there to sing the national anthem also kneeled in protest to the very words they were singing. I think the, world's ne- the word is knelt. But anyway, go ahead. The school district, this is a quote from one of the spokesmen from the school. The school district respects the First Amendment rights of our students. And the kid probably had no idea what he was doing. Or what the First Amendment even is, apparently. He probably didn't know that he was kneeling and he shouldn't have been. And No elementary kid says, you know how long I've hated the country? Maybe he's, exactly. No elementary kid he is, might go, say, wakes up in the morning. You know goes, how long my dad's hated this country? <laughs> exactly. I'm going to kneel down and prove it to everyone. And exactly. I'll show him, Dad. What? Don't do it? Uh, elementary. You're going to slap me if I do? School kid has no concept he's do it. of anything they unless they've been they told that America's some kind of massive oppression going on. When And anybody who would make a news story out of this, hint, hint, my brother, has just got something seriously wrong with them. Just saying. I didn't make up the story. You're not making it up, but you're making a news story. Do, you don't, uh, so you don't think it's a news story? Be you don't think it's important that elementary school kids are humiliated. They're humiliating themselves. I didn't humiliate them. Elementary school kid kneeling at the national anthem is a crisis of biblical proportions in our country. There's no way. Oh, I couldn't if we've agree come, more. If we've come to this point in our country Tell me the rest of the story. that elementary kids I'm dying over here. would like to to kneel at the national anthem, we've got a problem. Somebody is feeding these kids a pile of dung. I agree. Would you allow your el- what would you do? Especially if, your if they're elementary, listening right now. If your elementary kid school uh, age student knelt <laughs> at the national anthem, what would you do? Four five four thirteen sixty six. Because even now, I'd go to jail. I'd like to. I'd like to. You would be in I'd jail. I'd go to jail. I'd like to interview those kids. I'd go Tasmanian devil on him. <laughs> you would. Mom, dad's going Tasmanian devil again. Where did we get the idea? Well, honey, just leave him alone and he'll calm down. That an elementary school kid kneeling is exercising First Amendment rights. Where, where did we get that idea? That's not exercising. Maybe he's just the federal government out. Maybe he's it? tired. He just wants to kneel down. Hmm. That's an interesting take hmm. on it. Could be the kids are growing up in a leftist, radical, anti-American home. We Maybe some in. liberal puke teacher went over there and said, you know what? Everyone would be real proud of you if you kneel down. Just saying. As you're singing. Yeah. I wonder how long they've done that. They're singing the national anthem the whole time, hating the country. It's amazing to me where this hatred for America comes from. You know, I, I guess I've just been outside of what has happened to our country for so long. You know, we grew up in a family that said... Although America isn't perfect, show me where else you want to be. Even We've never even more heard than anything that. but how great this nation even was. Even more than ever. that, though. We were told ever. the chances of us being born in America are like less than 1% of the world's population. That God 
had grace in your life to put you in a country of so much freedom and liberty that you better never speak ill of this place. Now, are there problems? Sure, and you can debate those, and we can have those conversations. But to say America deserves, deserves to be mocked or that you don't like it or you're going to kneel during the national anthem as an elementary school kid is just preposterous. All right, your phone call's next on this, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 97.7 FM. Traffic and weather together at 15 and 45 after the hour. Here's your 97.7 FM and AMA 20 WNTW traffic report. Brought to you by the good folks at Haley Buick GMC on the Lothian Turnpike. Stop in this weekend, pick out your new car, put your honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker right on the back. We have accidents at 64 westbound at Staples Mill, Smith Street at West Marshall, Columbia Street at Chesterman Avenue, and 2500 block of Williamsburg Road. Now here's your weekend forecast. This evening, partly cloudy skies with the temperature dropping down into the 40s tonight. Scattered showers overnight. Possible snow flurries. None of it's none of it's going to hit the ground. Sunday, sunny skies with highs in the mid 50s. Currently, it's 52 degrees at 97.7 FM and AM 820 WNTW in Chester. Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. Whatever it takes, I love the Great schoolers protest the national anthem on the diamond at Major League Baseball game. Enough to yeah, make. Yeah, exactly. Frank from Amelia, you're on 97.7 FM and AMA 20, WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, first time caller. Uh, I wanted to make a reference to the national anthem. I was listening to the big guy earlier today on the radio, and an instructor called a retired teacher from Connecticut. I've lost weight today, though. I mean, yeah. I've lost a lot of weight, so they don't call me the big guy anymore. <laughs> anyway, what happened was the instructor was talking about he was teaching a third grade class civics but he couldn't teach the Constitution or the, uh, the National Anthem because it wasn't uh, per the books that they had ordered. Wow. He couldn't get outside their educational preview. So what? I found that. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. We've lost our mind. Yeah. They told him that they ordered these books and you can't go outside the curriculum. It so, is. Uh, uh, that's, sure. that's sad. That's really sad. Well, all it tells you, this, the public school system is over. If you have your kids in the public education system, you are doing them a disservice. It also says that the parents are going to need to take some time and do some teaching at home along with the school systems. I, I tell you, if I was a, a, a new, a new Frank. parent today. Is Frank gone? Yeah, I think so. Great call, Frank. If I was a parent, new parent today. I'm, a, I'm still a parent today, just not a new one. <clears throat> there is no way. It's there, a parent no way you're a parent. That I would send my kid. And, and by the way. I've had p- people come up to me, parents, telling me when my kids were younger and they were going to a private school that, you know, these schools are great. Why are you sending your kids to a private school? And then when I sent my kids to the public school when they're in high school, and I'm telling you, parents are blind to what is happening in our education system. They are blind 
And quite honestly, they're ignorant, and purposely so. You want to be. Scott sent his kids to a high school. The first day at high school, he said, okay, everyone, do you remember the ABC song from last year? Let's sing it again. I don't know what you're even. That's high school. I, I don't know what you're right I don't know. Head. I don't know why. You're so I don't thick. know why. I don't. He is so thick. I don't know why for many reasons on many levels. Why? You need a fence why? post? I don't know why. Because my brother will stand it's in. Just some, I'm making a very valid, very legitimate thick. point about how the public, and you want to mock me. You want to impugn me? I'm not mocking you. I'm mocking the public school system. And I me. said the school says... Do you they guys all, remember the they, ABC they, song from last year? Uh, that's true. Good and now, point. you know what? Do you remember offensive. it? Because obviously you uh, need uh, to. <laughs> I mean, holy smokes. Mark, it, you got that, didn't you? You know, it is interesting. Thank you. Ah, shut up. Uh, yeah, Mark got it. Damn. Mark got it. I, I am telling you, this is a product of our education system. If you can't teach the national anthem, if you can't teach the Constitution because it's not in a bunch of books... Uh, what is the country learning? If our kids don't understand the ideals of freedom and liberty and what the Constitution meant, we're doomed so to tyranny. So what kid raises his hand and said, did we have, like, a Constitution? <laughs> uh, I can't answer I that. I can't talk to that. that. Don't ever say that me. word again. I can't mention that word. That's perfect. No, 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 no. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't talk don't about the there. Constitution. What is wrong with you? That's Stand in the hall. <laughs> Stand. If you're in Virginia, then you can start screaming the way, for help. You, Timmy! You, you, Timmy! I need so, your help. Timmy! It's so interesting Timmy? in the public education. Timmy. I am sure that the kids could use every vulgar four-letter word, vo- uh, vulgar word there is. But if you mention the word constitution, go stand in the hallway. If you mention the word... How about the rock star in Florida? And, and that, the rock star in Florida? Yeah. What's his name? Hogue? Oh, David uh, Hogue. Hog. Whatever his name is. Should yeah. be pronounced Hog. Phonetically correctly, it's hog. Right. And the man's a pig. I mean, <laughs> the like, language he uses. Pr- well, sure. Pigs talk cleaner than he does. But you can't if you speak have. Pig, you, you know what I'm talking about. But in today's society, I mean, wh- how is it that elementary school kids who, who are protesting the, the national anthem have, they've obviously not been taught American history, what it took to get to where we are today? You said American history. If, if they could, if Without they would have learned a. it. Right, American. They never spoke no American history. <laughs> If they learned that, they would be different. The kids wouldn't kneel with that. They'd say, Even oh my if gosh. they taught it without the A, it would be better it'd be, it'd be, than what they're learning. Don't. Of course. That's my entire point. That it doesn't even matter that what the A's have today. American, American, American history. American history. Even the girls sound like that. They get deep throat. American. American. How many packs of cigarettes you smoke a day, girl? Seven. They're elementary school. I smoke seven a day. <laughs> Your, your phone calls on this light. crazy Friday Got just before 525. <laughs> Somebody help us. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 97.7 FM. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers on WNTW AM 820 97.7 FM. The answer. George Washington University. Multicultural Student Service Center has a new workshop. It's called Christian Privilege. The the event uh, will teach that Christians enjoy a privileged, easier life than their non-Christian counterparts. Not just Christian, though. White folks. And Christians possess built-in advantages today. 
That's o- right. According to the online description, the workshop will also discuss how Christians receive unmerited perks from institutions and systems all across our country. Really? I don't Man. Think, I don't think Christians receive any unmerited of perks. Of course not. I think it's the opposite. They, Imagine trying to have a Christian you know, worldview in today's culture. Imagine saying that you believe marriage is between one man and one woman. You're not being treated with privilege. <laughs> I can tell you that. No. You're going to be... Uh, mocked. Frowned upon. Mocked. Exactly. The, uh, the, the, the class goes on to say, by the, end of the, by the ending of the training, the organizers want to participate, our participants to be able to name at least three examples of Christian privilege. If, if you... One of them is probably redemption. That's a good Christian privilege. Yeah, if you're, if you're a Christian, exactly. If you're a Christian, you're going to receive certain things. It's called that, redemption. That folks who are not a Christian are not going to not going to receive unless they. It's not from their fellow man, though. No, it's not. It's from a higher power. Exactly right. A much higher power, and you need to realize that higher power will look after you. Here, here's what's interesting. Where does this stuff come from? Who Especially makes if you up look these after classes? him? Who makes up these classes? Who, the, who, the same, who sits around with George people. Washington? Of all places, George Washington University comes up with a class called Christian Privilege. Do you get credits for that? When I graduate, can I put that on my resume? I mean, what the heck is wrong with this? Unbelievable. It's the same people who address these crowds of people and make them think, you know, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the same folks. It is. It's the same folks. It's it's trickery. It it's is a trick. magic show. All right, what's the swamp? The swamp is a place swamp, far north swamp, of Virginia, swamp. surrounded by a beltway run by kings and queens. Congressman Tom Garrett's gonna join us and give us an in-depth view of the swamp. That's next in your phone call. Dragons 454 1366. 454 1366. The Lee Brothers, eight twenty, WNTW ninety seven point seven. All okay. in the swamp. Richard Lee, the Circus Clowns of Talk Radio, on AMA 20, 97.7 FM, WNTW, The Answer. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world. <laughs> it's kind of perfect. Just after 5.30, outside the capital, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother are sitting to my left. Sometimes his far left. My far left is Richard Lee. That's not true at all. The Swamp. We refer to this place as a far-off land surrounded by a beltway run by kings and queens. Others have dubbed it The Swamp. There's a documentary out that uh, deals uh, with that very issue, interviews some congressmen about how bad it is. Here's a clip of it. The swamp is uh, geographically uh, uh, Washington, D.C., um, but um, in, in a, a metaphysical sense, it's, it's just a place where uh, values change. No kidding. Scary. <laughs> Quickly, too. From about 7 in the morning till about 9 at night. You know, I joke that, that I don't think I've ever worked so hard to accomplish so little. But if you stop working, you can be assured you won't accomplish anything. If I'm, I'm up by 7 and I'm not done working until 9 on a day we're in D.C. And if I'm on the road, generally speaking, uh, if we're in recess, I'm usually up earlier and home later. I've been given a wonderful opportunity to perpetuate the greatest experiment that mankind has ever endeavored to engage in. The independence of the individual, I think, is largely 
requested to be sacrificed when you enter these hallowed halls. And that's um, that's unbelievable. That's a little bit view into this documentary called The Swamp. Joining us right now, and the voice you heard in the documentary The Swamp, Congressman Tom Garrett from District 5. Hey, Congressman. Scott and Richard Lee. Welcome to I the program. You know, that experiment. Hey, man, you, welcome. You, it's welcome back. It's only been like five years. <laughs> Since we've interviewed you, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was out for that right. long, I think. You know, I asked Scott about that greatest experiment thing, and his answer was the taco. So, so uh, Congressman Garrett, that's, I think the last time we talked to you, you you're right. You're, you're probably a state senator at that point. I don't remember. It's, it's been a while since we spoke with you. Um, we won't well, make it as long this time. Oh. I got good news and bad news. The, the good news is that compared to Washington, D.C., the Virginia Senate is uh, genteel and efficient. Oh, I believe um, it. The bad news is D.C. is broken. Yeah, it is. Well, tell us about this this documentary, The Swamp. How did you... Were you asked to be in this? Did you volunteer? Did you think, my gosh, I can't wait to tell this story about how bad the swamp is? Did you bump into a guy on the street with a camera? Uh, what, well, they, I think they asked any number of people. I actually don't want to know how many before they got far enough down the list to ask me. Most people were afraid because we had to sign over editorial control. We had to sign over any sort of um, sort of theming of the program and just kind of act on faith. Um Wow. But as I've been told by the creator, they went across the aisle uh, to people, you know, from leadership to rank and file. And uh, ironically enough, I ended up with four people who are all conservatives who are willing to actually speak on camera without editorial control. Right. Probably tells a story in and of itself. Um, you know, I just feel like we don't message well. And, you know, I, <laughs> what do I have to lose? I got a political job I could lose. Well, you know, greater men and women have sacrificed far more for us to live in, in the greatest country in the world. Um, and, and if I think we're losing the messaging fight and we're losing an entire generation of voters and future voters, and I do, uh, then you need to do a, do a little, little bit of different than what's been done before. So that's why we, we, uh, we're willing to take this, take this opportunity. You know, I was watching this, this documentary, the swamp, and it just occurred to me again, the, the fear I have about, people who go to Congress with such great intentions, such men of character who think, I'm going to try to change this thing and get it right, and it ends up the system eats them up because it is a swamp. Do you get that sense? Well, I mean, it's funny how words have meaning and, you know, people choose their words carefully. We have diverted from sort of the party line on four or five very prominent occasions, and on one instance, an individual whose name I shall not use said, hey, look, we're going to need your vote. And I said, I can't vote for this. And he said, well, I know that you want to be on a particular committee, and you're going to make it really hard for me to help you. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, so there was no threat there. It was, uh, I'd really like to help you, but unless you do what I ask you to do, I just, uh, it's going to be tough. Unbelievable. I, I think I said with a smile, well, I, I guess I might not be on that committee. Um, but, you know, look, we're all trying to do something, right? And the question is what we're trying to do. If it's to enhance our own power and notoriety and have a bunch of buildings named after us, then we're going to do the wrong thing. If it's to perpetuate an ex experiment in freedom and individual self-determination, then we're going to do the right thing. And when when they dangle sort of that, 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 that nugget of gold in front of you and tell you, if you do this, then you can have that. And, you know, if your price is, is about yourself, then, then, you'll, then you'll break. And if not, then you won't. And, it gets pretty lonely, you it, know. Oh, I can, wow. in this documentary, you you actually made the point about, hey, look, I'm I'm beholden to these seven hundred thousand Virginians in my district, not to the leadership of any party, 
And then you went on to say that, that, that Congress and politicians have, are kind of like Hollywood elitists. They just want to be seen on a stage and, and, and almost worshipped. Well, it's, it's funny because I got a group of folks trying to run and take my seat. And, that, you know, I guess the rhetoric of the day is that somehow I'm you know, Trump's disciple or he's a mentor or what have you. I've, I have no hesitation in objecting to the uh, desires of this president. I also have no hesitation in agreeing with them, right? And that's, I think, what we're trying to elect people to do because if we follow lockstep the leadership of a particular party, then, then we're really unnecessary, right? We could just narrow this down to a handful of people, which that's is, right. I think, Interestingly, how this has kind of boiled down over 240 uh, or so years of development. Um, All you need is a king. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not down with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and there's and there's a lot of folks I think uh, who share that sentiment. And, and you know, we're going to try to wrest control and push it back to it. You know, one thing that blew, blows my mind is when I was trying to advance a bill in the Virginia Senate, and I got to a committee hearing, which, by the way, in, in Washington you almost never do. Like you don't even get the committee hearing; the bill never gets picked up. But it was pretty normal for three or four Democrats to break ranks and support my bill. And it was pretty normal for three or four Republicans to break sure. ranks and oppose my bill. Go check the committee vote in DC, see how often that happens. Never. And then ask yourself why. Yeah. We're talking with Congressman Tom Garrett from district five. Congressman, what is the, uh, in, in your is there a solution to this? What is it? Term limits for everyone? Is it, is it uh, uh, somehow back to the uh, you know jury duty system where I've got to be congressman for thirty days? Crap. I mean, what? What's or the, is it a king? Yeah. What no, is it? That, that would be terrible, and I'll tell you why. Uh, what, what, this, what part would be terrible, by the way? I don't. Well, if you, I don't have a problem with term limits, but I'd do six and six and two. That'd be twelve years in the House and twelve years in the Senate. That's twenty-four years. That's a long time. But here's why. You know, I had my own series of disagreements with former Finance Committee Chair Walter Stosh in the Virginia Senate. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he was elected by the people and he was an accountant. And when we wrote a budget, the daggone elected officials wrote the budget. When you get somebody, you know, I left after five years. And if they'd asked me to write the budget, it would have been largely the work of the bureaucrats who no one voted for because I wouldn't have had the institutional knowledge to do it well enough. And so you want your elected officials to be the ones responsible for creating the product. If everybody's congressperson for 30 days, then you're going to have a bunch of bureaucrats and career staffers telling them exactly what they need to do. Um, and candidly, you're smart when you join a new institution to look around people who've been there longer and say, how does this work? I was kidding about jury um, duty, by the way. I wasn't serious. No, but I was serious. There's thing isn't bad, um, but I just don't think it should be, you know, I think Florida has four or six years in the House and the Senate, and you're gone, which gives you 32-year-old speakers of the House. And So how do we um, fix this? What's What do you think ought to happen in D.C.? Well, one thing that would be interesting um, is either a third party or some sort of um, system to force bills to full committee votes that are recorded and bypass the gatekeepers. Because I've said before, if you had a third party that controlled, let's say, 15 20% of the vote, to get to 50, you'd need to cobble together a coalition, which would open the floodgate uh, of bills that got heard in a committee. Right, right. right. There are a lot of initiatives that might that might pass the full House or the full Senate or both that'll never get a committee vote. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, the other is to to watch, you know, what folks do and how they do it. I right. Mean, again, we said we were going to do certain things when we ran. It's not real hard to connect the dots backwards to the people that had the opportunity to do things like fund border security and then didn't, uh, like sure. repeal and replace, who voted 
one way when President Obama was in the White House with a veto pen and then wouldn't let it get to the floor um, when President Trump was in the White House and was willing to sign it, right? I mean, we know who these folks were. I, I filed a discharge petition to put the repeal that, that passed the House in 2015 to a floor vote and couldn't get the signatures to get it to a floor vote. That's like, sure as heck didn't get a committee here. Right. But we know who stopped it. So we have uh, just a, a minute left here, and I want to give you an opportunity to speak to this one one issue because we know you well. We know the ideals of freedom and liberty that you hold dearly, and, and that's why you went to D.C., in my guess, which is, brings me to the question, why are you doing this? I don't know. Why did Dr. King die? Uh, why did Abraham Lincoln take a bullet? Why, why did any number of women and men who've sacrificed their lives in countries that most Americans can't find on a map um, put on a uniform and do that? I mean, you know, we, we, when President Obama said, you didn't do that, somebody else did it for you, I got angry. Then I thought about it and realized that the opportunities that we have are because great people before us did great things. So at that level, he was actually right. And, you know, I've been given some level of talent. It's debatable how much. Uh, I think I have a duty to do something because people before me have done so much. Most of them we can't even name. So that's why I do it. We owe something to people who come after us. God bless you. Thank you for doing it. I'm serious. I mean, I I don't know how you guys put up with this stuff. And I I bet you many times you just want to throw your hands up and walk out. But you couldn't have said it any better. The ideals of freedom and liberty are sacrificed by people before us, and I'm glad you're in that battle. We need you. Well, thank you guys for what you all do, and we'll talk to you hopefully not not after five. <laughs> no, we won't wait that long. <laughs> no more than three. <laughs> That's right. No more than three. Thanks, Congress. That's Congressman Tom Garrett from District 5. A truly a great American. All right, your phone call's next, 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW 97.7 FM. Traffic and weather together at 15 and 45 after the hour. Here's your 97.7 FM and AM820 traffic report brought to you this hour by the good folks at Haley Buick GMC. Stop in this weekend, test drive your new car, get your honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker, slap it right on the back. We currently have accidents at East Main and 12th Street, North Thompson and West Broad, I-95 at 7th Street exit, Cox Road at West Broad, Midlothian at Johnston Willis Drive in the 4900 block of Jeff Davis Highway. Now here's your weekend forecast. This afternoon and evening, partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, tomorrow, cloudy skies with highs in the upper 40s, scattered showers, possible some snow showers tomorrow, nothing sticking to the ground. Sunday, sunny skies with highs in the mid-50s, 54 degrees in Glen Allen, 52 degrees at 97.7 FM and AM 820, WNTW, The Answer. Representing the end of political correctness, it's the Lee Brothers on AM 820, 97.7 FM. WNTW. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Chief Joe from Williamsburg, you're on 97.7 FM and AM 820 WNTW with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I have circumnavigated the world twice in my career. I'm getting ready to put an end to a 23-year career in the Navy. God bless you. And one, well, thank you, sir. But uh, it's been my honor. But the whole point about these kids kneeling... Uh, these lost children in our country. Uh, one of the problems that we have in this country is that we've had it far too good for far too long. In my travels, I've visited 48 different countries, and I have seen uh, this country and Israel are the only two that have to build walls to keep people out. Every other country has to build cages to keep them in for the most part. Um, these children do not know how good they have it, what this country represents. There's a book called The 5,000 Year Lead. I have it in my hand. 
I kid you not. It's right here. Yes. And it tells you from, you look at history from the time we built walls around uh, the city of Sumer in Mesopotamia until 1776. Look at how far science progressed. And from 1776 until now, look at what has happened. And this country has been at the bulwark and the full front of that. You know, kids have no idea because they're not taught. You are, you, you, you are so right. It Honorary is, Lee brother it is, on the line here. And thank you for your service to our country, and thank Absolutely. you for making this point, which I think is so critical. Our country, <clears throat> I think Jefferson talked about this, about the laziness of 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 your mind becoming yeah. ignorant of liberty. He I mean, did. I remember the days— He, he did talk about it. I was there. He, he talked <laughs> nice. About the days of men talking about freedom and liberty, those days are past. It, it is— it is scary time That's in our sad. country where we are sad. so lazy. We don't know how good we have it. And and Chief Joe, you're you're exactly you're exactly right. We don't know. We just think that this is normal and everyone lives this way and now we become spoiled brats that we can actually protest the national anthem, allow our elementary school kids to do so in a baseball game that they're supposed Pat to be Adam on the back. So proud of you, son. I, I have to, uh, in the time, we have a, a meeting in the morning, we call it quarters. The young sailors that I have been entrusted with have sworn an oath to defend up until, including the losing their lives, to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. But I have had to take it upon myself to read tidbits of the, frame, the founding documents, Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and the Bill of Rights, a little piecemeal at a time, because these young men and women do not know the documents in which they have sworn their, to live and wow. die for. And wow. This is, this is part of what I guess I we shouldn't achieve. be shocked that the kids in school don't know it either. Uh, and it is it truly, uh, for me, I've been a military ideologue. I've been in the military to support and defend this, hoping to buy time for my country to catch up. Thank Speaking you. on the other terms, we have information available to us through the internet. I call it the modern library of Alexander. Right. Never has been so much information so readily available. Mm, great point. And instead of going up, our level of knowledge is going down. And I'll leave you with this. Benjamin Franklin once said, and I'm paraphrasing, that to men and women who know their God-given rights and appreciate them, there is freedom. It is in the realm of ignorance where tyranny begins. Perfect. Chief Joe, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who you are, but that, that is. Uh, thank you so much for this call. I mean, if you would let us send you an honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker, that would make us happy. <laughs> to have someone like you with that on your car would be unbelievable. I would love it. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Thank you for uh, your your knowledge and, and and sharing that with us. You know, there is a. Um, it, it's unbelievable to me that that we don't teach these principles of freedom and liberty that. You know, I have uh, I've got a passion for the founding era. I, I've I've gotten everything I can read is about the founding fathers, the Revolutionary War, and I've come to see a completely different view of what we are told every day. That there are men, as as even Congressman Garrett said, that sacrificed for freedom. The fact that he has to go to Washington D.C. and dip, and live in that cesspool to him, that's just part of it. To people like Chief Joe, who just gave you the best explanation. That's really a great I mean, American. Our country deserves people who who study it, who want to make it better, not who protest it as an elementary school kid, not a football player who who protests making millions of dollars on in, in the greatest country in America. 
And, and the reason these people are successful at this is because we're so ignorant of what our founding documents read and say, but let alone the purpose behind them. And they protest this over something that's not real. It has nothing to do with the, any document. Exactly. It's unbelievable. Phenomenal Sad. phone call. All right, your uh, phone call's uh, next, by the way, 454-1366. We are the Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 97.7 FM. Chris, you got one minute. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Great, how are you? Hey, I wanted to say, I wanted to ask a basic question. You said some things about people not really understanding the, the, the forefathers and, and the, the, the basis of liberty and freedoms and so forth. And I wanted to ask you a question. Um, I wanted to ask you, why do you think that is? And the other question I have is, is, is the statement I have is, um, I've got three boys, and I raised them very much in, a, in the 70s fashion of getting out into the world and know, having to navigate, having to adapt to things, that kind of stuff. And they're very versed on history and the, you know, the whole bit. I've got one 15-year-old who's going to go to Germany on exchange program, and a lot of parents that I talk to are like, you going to let him do that for a year? I said, yeah, he can handle it. And like, oh, I would never do that. I said, well, maybe that's the problem. Chris, we're going to put you on it's, hold and try to get your phone number and have you call us again. We need to talk about this. It's a good call. So we have to jump go right to Reagan. Sorry, bud. Thank you. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.